You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Okay, so church, a couple of things that you need to know. So if you're visiting, you're going to wonder, why is it we're going to spend 30 minutes watching a film? I don't go to church to watch a film. I go to Newtown or Regal Cinema for that. Fair. Here's something I need you to know. You're going to watch a film. And this film was directed by um, an international film maker and director uh, who is on the board of 3E Restoration Incorporated. And I'm not going to go into what 3E is because today that's not the part that I want you um, to see personally. You can see that and you'll catch that and that's great. But this film, though produced by 3E, was a film that told the story and that tells the story of what happens in a city when the people of God... Namely, us, this church, specifically the story roots in this church, when the people of God take Jesus seriously into the city and the relationships that are formed with people in the city and what that can do for neighbors living through social displacement in the city. And by social social displacement, what we mean when we say that are people who are on the margins of society, people who for whatever reasons do not feel as though they have a place in the city and in society. So what you're going to see is a film that tells that story. It's better than any sermon I could preach. It truly is. But if you're visiting with us or if you're new to WCC, you need to know one thing about this film. Two things. One, were there no Christ, there would be no story like this. I can't I just assume that. Were there no table where the, God extend, where the God of heaven and earth extends divine hospitality to you and me and welcomes us into God's life and then charges us to extend that same divine hospitality to others? Were there no God welcoming us into God's own life? Were there no divine homemaker welcoming us into home with Him? There would be no story to tell. There really wouldn't. We would all be displaced forever. Right? But the second thing is this. Were there no Williamsburg Christian Church willing to take that seriously 10 years ago, there would be no 3E Restoration Incorporated, and then there would be no story to tell. The 3E Restoration Incorporated, you're going to hear about in this film briefly, what I want you to really see is how the story of God can unfold in the life of a church and change the city. Why? Because if you have your Bibles, and i got to offer a quick word, Jeremiah 29. If you have your Bibles, Jeremiah 29. Now, what's interesting is this verse, Jeremiah 29, we say this is the verse where we get the uh, Christian refrigerator magnets from that says God knows the plans he has for you, plans for good, you know, all that, like the, like the stuff you can get, like the bumper stickers. The interesting thing about that verse is it's not written to individuals and it has nothing to do with God's individual plan for your life. That's actually the interesting thing about the context of that verse. It's not to say that God didn't have a plan for your life. I'm just saying that that verse isn't necessarily the best one to go to. Because the context of Jeremiah 29 is that the people of God are scattered. Everybody say scattered. In other words, their life has been completely disrupted and displaced. What they once called home is no longer home. They're now living under Babylonian rule. They're living displaced lives in Babylon. And they have no sense of belonging. The temple, everything about their faith, religion, life, education, politics, economics, everything has been disrupted. They are a people displaced. And so they're wondering what displaced folk might wonder. What do we do? So Yahweh sends them a letter through Jeremiah the prophet. Jeremiah the prophet gets this letter to not only the kings, the prophets, the priests, but also to the people. 
And this is what it says. Verse 4, Jeremiah 29, verse 4. This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says to all the exiles that I deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not increase. Verse 7. Please listen to this. Seek the welfare of the city I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf. And when it has prosperity, you will prosper. Here's Yahweh's word to the people of God. Wherever you are, wherever you land, and I know that this isn't your home, make this your home because you have a home with me. And seek the welfare of that city. Beloved, here's the truth. In the early church, you used to call this the, sort of the mandate for the city, for the church. Here's the reality of the church. The church is not about the saved. It involves the saved. We have life with God, and we are called to go give life to the world. And what this text says is seek the welfare of the city. So the church is planted in its place to find the broken things and seek the good in those broken things. Are you with me? The church is planted in its place to find the unlovely and welcome them in as lovely. The church is to find the places where injustices reign and come in with the reign of Jesus and show the justice of God. Are you with me? That's the, te- that's the teaching of the text. Seek the welfare of the city. And here's the thing that's really discomfort- uh, discomforting about the text, frankly. Yahweh says, when the city prospers, then, what? You'll prosper. See, the city's prosperity impacts our own. Our prosperity is tethered to the city's prosperity. Well, for, what does that mean practically? Here's what it means practically. If we, live in a, if we live in a city where affordable housing is too high and we have somebody in our, in our church family who needs housing, they can't afford the housing, we share that burden. So then it, it just makes sense then that the church would have something to say about affordable housing. Why? Because they're seeking the welfare of the city. You with me? Any other form, any other issue, any other thing that goes on in the city that, goes, that, that moves contrary to the justice and the goodness of God, The people of God are called to enter into those spaces. Everybody say enter in. Enter in. Not build holy huddles. Not build bigger church buildings. Not bring more people into a room. But scatter themselves into those spaces and do what? Seek the what? Welfare of the city. Church is not about a sermon. It's not about a song. It's about a Savior who's at work as the King of Kings among God's people, moving into the hard places of the world, moving into the hard places of its city, and saying, it doesn't have to be this way. And we aren't just going to talk about it. We're going to do what it takes to organize the community, bring about initiative, and do something about it. That, beloved, is a theology of the church. See, what happened in Christianity is we made the greatest commission, the great commission, great. Which is fine. But you know the Bible never calls it the great commission. The only thing Jesus ever called great was the greatest command. And that is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to what? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's what Jesus calls greatest. What Jesus calls greatest is not a commission, but a commandment to love. 
And what I hope you see in this film is what love looks like when a church, and specifically this particular church, what love looks like when a church takes, is learning, I should say, to take Jesus seriously. So 30 minutes of your time, then we'll have a brief reflection, and then we'll, uh, for those who don't know, we'll introduce you to the Sister Jen, who's actually the one who's courageously allowing her story to be told. Hey, WCC family. If you're listening to this podcast, you'll notice that there's something missing that should be taking place right now. It's the film, Only Us, that we viewed during our worship gathering on Sunday. The film will be available to the public in late June, so stay tuned to this podcast for information on where and when the film becomes available. Until then, here's the rest of Fred's conversation following our viewing. So I want to thank you for watching that film, but it tells a story, doesn't it? So what the gospel can do when the gospel is enfleshed and embodied. This film is being shown in governmental department places. I know James City County Social Services is showing it to their entire leadership. Uh, Williamsburg Human Services. Uh, and you saw all of the different people who played a role in this. Who, but I want you to know, specifically you, Williamsburg Christian Church, that you, that all of this was birthed out of the faithfulness of this particular church. Not just the church, capital C, this particular church. And that is a testament to God's Holy Spirit's work and grace in and among you. And if you say to yourself, like one person did earlier, and said, well, I, don't, I didn't really serve in Jen's story. Well, do me a favor. Stand up if you, know, if you remember the Cochran family. Just stand up if you remember them. Stand up if you remember Frank. Stand up if you remember Frank. Stand up if you remember Doug. Stand up if you remember Lonnie. Stand up if you remember Priscilla. Stand up if you remember Charlie. Everybody should stand up. You know Charlie. Charlie stood here before. Stand up if you know Jen. Stand up if you know Jen. This is Jen. This is Jen in the film. That's church. Right there. That's church. You can all be seated. Because all of this spawned out of a faithful, out of a commitment to be faithfully present with our neighbors that started way back with the Cochran family. No church will ever be perfect. But churches can choose to be faithful. And in all of our imperfections and all of our continuing to learn where we have heard and where we have not lived faithfully into our own confession, we can see that and choose to be even more faithful. That's what churches can do. And God entrusts us with each other. I want to ask, and I know Sister Agnes isn't going to like this, but she's not going to say anything to me because she loves me. Sister Agnes, stand just for a minute. Come on, Sister Agnes, stand for a minute. This is another sister who has given her life away to love people in this community. And, and, and they're, they're part of our family. They're part of our family. They make up the Williamsburg Christian Church family. And if you make up the Williamsburg Christian Church family, this is what it means to be a part of it. Because every week we gather, we come to this table. And Jesus taught us, He said, Greater love has no man than this, than to give, than to lay down His life for His friends. That is a very misunderstood verse a lot of times. also misquoted a lot of times. No greater, greater, no greater love than, had, than a person can have of this, than to lay down their life for their friends. The word life there does not mean physical bodies. The word life is where we get the word psychology from. Greater love is no man than this, than the one who's willing to lay down his soul. 
first friends. Do you know that's what that means? His soul. That means all that we are. That means a kind of solidarity and a compassion, a kind of hospitality that is reflective of the God who gave his life so that we would never be alone. And so all of this story births from the gospel story. If the God of heaven and earth did not extend divine hospitality to me and to you, then we would have nothing to receive. We would have nothing to give. But because God has given us everything, everything, then we have everything to give. Because God has given us God's greatest gift. And it's not our salvation. It's God's own self. God has given us God's self forever. And there's no greater gift than that. And we can give our time, our money, our heart, our prayers. We can give of ourselves because we have much that has been given to us. Beloved, you were known and you were loved. And this little story that is a big story because it is our sister story is a sign of what all stories can be when the people of God take the hospitality of God and the person of God that is Jesus Christ seriously. And so I celebrate what God has done in this church. I celebrate the story God began and is continuing to write. And I celebrate you being a part of the story. And I celebrate Jen who's willing to put her life on display so that other people can have the imagination for this story too. Because the God who gives of God's self and welcomes us into God's life invites us to be a part of something so beautiful that it can be truly beyond our imagination to think. So beloved, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what you feel, beyond your feelings of worthiness or unworthiness, beyond your inadequacies or your failures, beyond what you believe has been good and what you have known to be hard, you are always welcome to the table of the Lord. This is a much bigger table than it looks. And every single person here can have a seat. You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast.